Leslie on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. I did not change the open, so mixture to of hear this again. hail and what? Sleet. Hail and sleet is? Gropple, apparently. that w- Kevin was getting some uh, texts and tweets <laughs> about uh, for meteorologists of what the correct term is because he and Laura were having an argument of it, whether it was sleet or hail. Or freezing rain, a grapple, and I, you know, I was grappling with that decision to talk about it, but they apparently went. Thank, Thank you. you. That goes in your yes. classic, uh, creative, funny opens Thank you. of all time, and uh, hopefully, got a little rain this morning. Hopefully, no grapple, no grapple follows no. you to uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, big matchup between the Giants and Eagles, and I was reading this morning online where the Eagles had a staff member test positive for COVID. Uh oh. So they're in the protocol, but it seems like that's every week, and teams seem to be handling it pretty well. I thought the NFL, they're doing a remarkable job of getting these games going. Yeah, they are. They had uh, enough wiggle room that uh, they could postpone early. Now, I don't know, are they out of wiggle room, or they still have some left? Or Yeah, they have. I suppose, I think we'll get to the end of the year, and we'll have an une- uneven number of games for some teams probably. and some divisions. Yeah, I, yeah I, think, I think there's contingency plans. I was reading yesterday where... They could add another playoff team and mm-hmm. go off win percentage as opposed to games. Roger Goodell tells uh, the NFL media yesterday that they're committed to completing their full regular season. Well, of course they are. They'd be silly not to. Mm-hmm. But the cases are spiking all over the country. and um, Which is fine. I mean, You've good. been to New York once before this year, haven't New you? New Jersey, yes. New Jersey? Okay, yeah. So um, was that the uh, hotel experience like The Shining? No. That was not it? Okay. No, that was in uh, that was, uh, San Francisco oh, well, or Santa Clara. It'd be one of the two. It would be California or New yeah. York. So, But, uh, you know, I think the cases are spiking, But um, and I know there's going to be a big news conference tonight from Governor DeWine. Yeah, but, 530. But people are seem to be dealing with it. And uh, when you have tests going up and people getting it, and it's, uh, you know, most people have mild symptoms to no symptoms to okay, I got a bad cold symptoms, and they're fine in 10 days. I've known three people now in the last two weeks that had it, and that's uh, much different than early on. I didn't know anybody who had it. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I, cases they had like, what, 6,000 in Ohio yesterday? So I I tend to think, my wife and I have been talking about this, I tend to think we had it here in the house for a while because we had some of the symptoms. Everybody had different symptoms at different times, but... I had like the body aches where I mean it just hurt to move. Um, I wish I'd lose my sense of taste. <laughs> Maybe it <laughs> helped me lose some weight. Uh, but you know, I'm out and about. I'm doing my thing. If I get it, I'll deal with it, and uh, yeah. we'll move on. I think uh, we know so much more about the therapeutics now. I don't know what the governor's going to say. I hope he's not going to cancel the state football playoffs or the state volleyball this weekend or state soccer or anything like that. Uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah. I, 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 that would be devastating to me if he does that because they, people seem to deal with it. Once if they get it, they deal with it. You know, I do think it, it's still responsible about not going around people with mm-hmm. uh, that are susceptible and just handle it when it comes. You know, in Macy, my daughter, Bowling Green's dealing with it again. They're sending... They have two weeks from their opener at Purdue, and they're sending six girls home. Mm. Macy's one of them. She doesn't have it, but it's a close contact. So, I mean, that's part of the deal, and that's what everybody's trying to figure out and go along the way. But the the thing is, is to not stop, not stop living. You know, you, if you get it, you put things on pause, you deal with the situation, and you move forward. I, I don't understand the difficulty behind that. Yeah. No, I don't either. Welcome to a Wednesday. We Tackle Life podcast, everybody. Chris Spielman, Bruce Hooley with you. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Buckeye-Maryland game coming up on Saturday at 3.30. Uh, Michigan, I talked to somebody who knows Luke Fickle well. They had an interesting uh, way of framing the conversation about would Luke want or take the Michigan job. And uh, Urban Meyer weighing in on Michigan. So uh, there's well, all that. I can't to wait come. to hear that. Yeah, I know. Uh, by the way, the uh, collision of this podcast and the Bruce Hooley Show on radio at 98.9 offers you the opportunity to get your Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee at an even deeper discount than you could as a Spielman and Hooley podcast listener. Yes, you can still get your 15% discount with the promo code WE TACKLE LIFE in all caps. But if you'd like a 50% discount, 
Go to the uh, 989theanswer.com page. We have a discount shopping club. Click on, I think the tab at the top is more, and then it'll give you shopping club. Click on that. You'll find a half price offer to Hemisphere where you can buy a $30 gift card for $15. You can buy as many gift cards as you want. You can use them only one at a time, which is fine because 30 bucks will get you, I know, at least two pounds of uh, roast coffee or K-Cups or whole bean, whatever you like. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, they are phenomenal. A lot of our podcast listeners uh, have grown to love them and become repeat customers. Uh, had a friend last night who bought 10 of those gift cards. Wow. So he might You're give you a run. For, shopping. He might give you a run for your money as the top Hemisphere Coffee uh, Roasters customer out there. So go to 989theanswer.com. And if you can't find it, email us, SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll get you uh, situated there. Okay, uh, we start today with a little college basketball news. Wichita State is moving toward firing Greg Marshall. He's uh, a combative head coach whose past players have turned on him, and uh, he's going to be out. He's been highly successful, got him to the Final Four, cost Ohio State a trip to the Final Four. The oddity of that is the Buckeye coach at that time was Thad Mata, and Seth Davis of The Athletic says, Wichita State's search for a successor to Greg Marshall will start with Thad Mata. Well, that's uh, short-term, too, right? Because the season's supposed to get started. Like yeah, I they said, want Thad, or... like, right now. <laughs> go get him. So here you go. Put your system in play. And I don't know why they wouldn't hire from with him, but that's good for Thad if he wants to get back into coaching. Good for him. I think Thad's always interviewed before. I felt like he, he interviewed before so he could continue to get paid by Ohio State because his settlement with Ohio State was – you have to try to find other work. And I think maybe he got into the process and got excited about the process. He was real close at Georgia, and then he backed out, and then they hired Tom Crean, which, of course, proves that that's a better coach than Tom Crean. <laughs> Georgia would rather have that, which they're smart. Uh, Doesn't have that Indiana pedigree, though. That does. Good. I'm he's glad. Butler, but not Indiana. Yeah, he's Butler. That's right. Can't can trade warm-ups? You I ready can, for him? No. He, there will not be candy stripe warm-ups at Wichita State. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm, I'd be happy for Thad if he got back in. I don't think he, he definitely didn't exit the way he wanted to exit. Um, Do any of us? Yeah, that's a great question. No. Did Urban exit the way Urban wanted to exit? No. I'm trying to think his last year was, well, Rose Bowl. I mean, that's not how he wanted to exit. He wanted to exit with a national championship, but that's not a bad exit. Yeah, I don't know. Rose I'm Bowl, sure kid who grew up to. Rose Bowl. Yeah, there's a true. difference between wanting to exit and having to and exit. having to exit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, who did? Well, um, John Elway, I think, exited pretty well. Peyton two Manning. straight Super Bowls. Did Peyton win a Super Bowl his last so. year? I think he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Barry Sanders, although he didn't win a Super Bowl, he went out on his own he terms. He just faded away. He just, see you later, bye, yeah. I'm gone, not so. coming back. Very few do. Is that because people are competitive and you always think you have a little bit more in you? You didn't exit the way you wanted no. to, an injury forced you out? No, I well, um, I think that's certainly part of it. But if you're in a, in a position or a job where there's always younger guys coming up or younger people coming oh, up and true. trying to take your job or... You know, I have that in TV. I mean, there's always people coming in TV, coming yeah. after your job. You have that in radio. There's always people in radio. So you never know. And so when you're in a highly volatile job, uh, like being a professional athlete, being a coach, it doesn't last forever. And there's an old saying, either you get them or they get you. One of the two is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So I, I was laughing when you said that about radio and I um, Joel Riley at six ten. Joel Riley at six ten. I've had three radio jobs, and only one of them ended the way I wanted it to. Like at the fan, I was. I mean, I, I don't know if I was fired or not. They paid me like a long time after I left yeah, because they had fired. to. <laughs> they said, "Don't come back." Yeah, that's yeah. You were fired. <laughs> And then at ESPN Cleveland, I resigned and left to come to the Zone. So that's that the one that move. that's the one that ended. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one that ended the way I wanted to. Well, I got to come back home and live, and I got to work yeah. Well, that's you. actually pretty good. So you got to. And live then at home. the Zone, you know, they did the iHeart thing where they flipped the format and then got it rolling, and then decided, no, we don't have to pay any attention to that anymore. And guess what? When you stop paying attention to something that's new and growing, it stops growing. Um. But, yeah, we didn't talk about Joel Riley and Andy Clark, who you might not have known Andy, but Andy was a staple there. And uh, 
Tom, Joel's producer. Yeah, they. I don't know what the deal is at iHeart. They keep um, they keep cutting, and that's sad to see because Joel. Somebody told me Joel had that show for seventeen years. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that he was there. Took over for Bob since Connors. Bob Connors. Yeah, yeah. He, Joel did a nice job of following the guy. Most people say I don't want to follow the legend. I want to follow the guy who follows the legend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, good luck to Brandon Boxer. I like I like uh, I like Boxer a lot. Really, really great guy, great family man. Uh, he didn't want to get the morning show at TVN the way he got it, but you got to take a job what like that. What was he when doing there before? I don't. Uh, Boxer. He was doing. Uh, he's doing uh, COL. He's a big. He's a big timer on COL on the countryside okay. afternoons, late afternoons. Yeah, he does a great job on the countryside. But he'll uh, he'll do a great job in the mornings and. Uh, you know, we wish Joel well. Hopefully yeah. he finds something that he loves to do. I wonder if I have a chance to go out the way I want to go out. At the answer? 98-9. Not ready to go out yet, boss. You just started. I just started. <laughs> Don't be thinking about any exit strategies. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Fred, via Facebook Messenger, and you can always uh, message us on Facebook, says, what happened to Hunter's Blend? Just picked up a variety pack, breakfast blend and decaf of Hemisphere K-Cups. I, Fred, I don't know. Uh, there's I took w- it all, probably. Well, yeah, that's true. The Spielmans right. and the Coffee Wars may have taken all the Hunter's Blend, but uh, I do not know. I cannot answer that question, but uh, maybe you need to make a special request for Hunter's Blend. Yeah. I don't know because uh, of course, you know, Spiels, it's it's not only a bigger show here when Spiels is here, but it's a bigger order when uh, he orders from Hemisphere. Maybe they make that up special for you. I don't know. But Fred, we'll try to get to the bottom uh, of that. Okay, uh, we were talking about injuries and people exiting the way they want to exit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is open enrollment period, which means auiinfo.com is the place you need to go for all the information that you need to have to make the most uh uh, the most, uh, not most, the best decision on health insurance. Whether you're a guy who owns a company, woman who owns a company, you have employees, you want to line up the best health care benefits. On in person, where it is, auiinfo.com. You got till December the 15th. Don't put it off, auiinfo.com. Okay, here's what Urban said about Michigan. Let's go. He said that he is, quote, legitimately worried about Michigan and whether Jim Harbaugh will get it turned around. Now, why? Do you believe. Urban. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> He's legitimately worried. Well, legitimately worried about what? About whether Michigan will become what everybody thought Michigan would become when Harbaugh went there. And I, I looked at that and I was like, I, I think you have to have a concern and want the the opponent to get, to get to that level before you can be legitimately worried. So, I don't know that worried is the right word there. You know what? When uh, Urban first got the job, when Harbaugh first got the job, did Harbaugh and Urban get the job the same year? No, no, Urban so. was already there. But boy, I thought well, here's I thing. thought it was on then. I take a lot of pride in when I was asked by Urban to go speak to the team. Uh huh. So I went to speak to Ohio State's team when Harbaugh got the job, and I remember sitting there in front of the team saying, "I'm going to tell you this is different. It's going to be so much different. They're going to be a different team. They're not going to be uh, a spread offense like." Brady Hoke, and they're not going to finesse anything. They're going to be ready to play. Mm-hmm. They're going to be. It's going to be a real Ohio State Michigan game. So if you take Michigan for granted or count it as a W, like they were used to doing at the sure, time, sure. I promise you, don't do that because Harbaugh will have them ready, and it's a different world now. And man, was I wrong! And I'm. I think back on that, and it's like kind of embarrassing. Like guys, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Well, year one, Ohio State had it rolling, and Michigan was deficient in talent so that one i kind of write off year two let's see this is year six so for harbaugh so 2020 19 18 17 16 yeah 16 2016 was the game in ohio stadium the overtime game 
JT Barrett fourth down. That's a close game. That's a either right. or game. Then the next year up in Ann Arbor was when they had to play John O'Corn at quarterback, and they had guys open all day. He couldn't hit them. DPJ had a big punt return. Michigan made that a con, you know a tight game. Michigan had the ball at the end of the game. If they can go score a touchdown, they win. O'Corn threw a horrendous interception. And Ohio State won the game. Then it's just been, Awful. it's been a Don Brown failing as much as anything. Yeah, the defense just they can't stop Ohio State. No, and I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to stop them this year. They couldn't stop Indiana and Michael Penix. Well, Urban made this point. Urban said, Michigan State threw it all over the place against Michigan. Rocky Lombardi. The great Rocky Lombardi, one of the great nick, uh, names of all time in the Big Ten. How many points How, did they score last week against uh, who beat them last week? And that's week? what Urban said. He goes, he goes, they couldn't score seven. They couldn't score against <laughs> Iowa. 0-2 Iowa. Michigan State couldn't. After racking up high 20s in points and 340-some throwing it, and Indiana did the same thing that Michigan State did. They or yeah, they just kept throwing it and throwing it and throwing it. Yeah. Well, that Penix played pretty well, and it'd be interesting coming up on Ohio State Maryland as you talk about game. I'm looking forward. Hopefully, they have the Big Ten Network in the hotel that I'm staying at this week. But hopefully, uh, Ohio State will win that game. But I do think set their secondary is going to get challenged because Tunga Viola. I, I don't even know the kid's first name. To his little brother, can sling it. I was watching highlights of this uh, Maryland mm -hmm. because I knew I'm just looking for anybody to give Ohio State a game, and hopefully Ohio State's defense will be challenged at least through the air like they haven't been challenged yet. Penn State couldn't throw the ball. Oh, Penn right. State. I mean, uh, it's possible that the three, <laughs> in the standings anyway, at the end of the year, it's possible Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State will finish below Rutgers, Indiana, and Maryland. Right. Very possible. Rutgers has a win. Penn State doesn't. Yeah. And Nebraska couldn't throw the ball. So Ohio State has not been challenged defensively yet. And they've looked suspect at times Sean Wade is looked suspect. Sean Wade yesterday said he's playing terrible. Yeah. What's well, the difference between a slot and the does he have more area of the field to cover? Is it a different technique? Like what? Uh, yeah, I think it's different uh you know, you have to cover maybe a little bit longer on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just maybe knowing where his help is, like come a couple of those things uh, where he had some problems against Penn State. You know, a couple of the catches were just great. It's great Coverage catches. He's fine. in position. It's no yep. problem. Yep. You know, yep. that happens, right? But a couple of them, we were out of position where, you know, I know he's playing a certain technique and he understands that there could be help somewhere, but I think he's just getting used to playing that position and understanding, well, maybe if I give this guy inside relief, letting him release inside and, and making it easier for him, no, because I have help inside. But I do think he's just kind of learning, well, maybe I shouldn't give him that much of a clean release off the ball. But I think it's just more of a, a technique thing. Look, Sean athletically can do it, and he's got all the tools. It's just a matter of doing it. And there's a confidence issue uh, right now, in my opinion. And, you know, corners... It's a difficult position to play. It is the second most difficult position in all of football to play, in mm -hmm. my opinion, because of you know not only the physical challenges but the mental challenges. Because if you get beat, you know it's <laughs> it's glaring, and everybody knows whose fault it is. And so it's a really really hard position to play. I think Sean will be fine. Like I don't think his NFL thing is in jeopardy or anything like that. I think when coaches look at it, they look at a kid that's that size and can run. We'll coach him when we get him here. Yeah, what about, though, if they, let's say the rest of the year he plays, Not he's not going to play bad, but he plays okay, but he doesn't play like Jeff Okuda or Damon Arnett. Will it? How much will it affect his draft stock if he is looked upon as a slot corner as opposed to, because he can definitely play that. Uh, as a slot corner as opposed yeah, to know. a field corner. I mean, those guys are valuable players, right? Slot corners play 70% of the plays, yeah. or, or they're big nickel guys, yep. what they're talking about. And, and so certainly there's value in that position. I don't know if he'd be a first-round pick. That's the thing. I mean, it could be second or third-round pick. But I'm not convinced that somebody's going to say, okay, Sean Wade, 
we can't draft him and put him a corner. Yeah. Because I just don't think that the guys who've come ahead of him would suggest that uh, taking an Ohio State corner is not a bad right. idea. And I and I think again he has all the physical tools and I do think Bruce that uh, when you have uh, some struggles at that position and you have all the standards and expectations he's got to deal with the disappointments and a lot of times you're judged on how you deal with the disappointments and I'm glad that Sean came out and said that didn't make any excuses. And he's got the uh, rest of the year to, to fix it, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Talia Tagavaloa okay, is the uh, brother of Tua. Tua and Tonga Viola. Tonga Viola. I don't think it's Tonga. It is Tonga. Is it? Yeah. I, I, you got that in your Fox yes. pronunciation, guy? Yes. Okay. And that's Tonga Viola. Right, wait, that's why if I don't know I've the guy's name. I've moved on to Uyunglele. That's what I've moved on to. In terms of your Polynesian quarterbacks. Kid from Clemson? Kid from Clemson. He's going to be pretty good there. Holy smokes, that kid's big. I mean, that, you see his dad? What's his yeah, dad his, a bouncer his dad's like, Yeah, his, ba- his dad's a bodyguard. It's like 400 pounds. Yeah. yeah. But not not a fat 400, which is hard to do, by the way. It's hard to weigh 400 and not be uh, fat. Uh, now, Fred. That's great who, for uh, AUI, too. Who uh, sent us a message earlier about Hunter's Blend. Says he's gotten his daughter insurance from AUI. Fantastic, Fred. We appreciate that. But here, uh, he says it's a bit. Maybe it's a bigger coffee when you order. It is, like I said. It but is. here's Kevin's got the ultimate <laughs> idea. He says uh, maybe they should rebrand it as Spielman. Blend. Exactly, Kevin. And it would be big. Yes. Well, I'll pass that along, Kevin, to Andy and Paul and all the people at him. Kevin, you do your last name uh, justice. <laughs> the problem, <laughs> Kevin Weiss. Thank you. Yeah, it was very good. I see what you did yeah. there. Uh, the you problem, that Kevin, is and humor, if they you? were to brand it as the Spielman Blend, that would that would cost them a certain amount of money, as as IMG and Honda what? and everybody else found out <laughs> when you when you attach the Spielman name to something without permission. I would never. <laughs> Ever accuse anybody oh, of using my name, image, and likeness? No, I make the point before somebody <laughs> else does on Twitter. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Oh, well done. Oh, my, my, my. Well, here's what uh, young Talia Tungavaloa has done. He led their comeback at Minnesota with 394 passing yards, three TD passes, two rushing touchdowns against a Minnesota defense that <laughs> has no... Uh, want to in it apparently then against penn state 282 passing yards and three touchdowns okay so he can sling it well i watched and what i like is he's a real natural thrower of the ball i mean it like mm-hmm. thing he just has that whip arm i guess i don't know how mm-hmm. else to describe it so i think uh i think it's going to be a great test i'm actually looking forward to the game i, I just uh, ohio state almost seems bored the thing I like about Ohio State is that Justin, his mindset hasn't changed, whether he's playing in front of 100,000 or, or 10 people. Mm-hmm. I think his, his quest for perfection and focus is just fun to watch. Garrett Wilson is I the smoothest wide receiver coming out of Ohio State in a long time, and I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think he's natural. Where they make the position look easy, or how they run routes, or how they catch the ball. Does that make sense to you? Where, yep. I mean, we, we've talked about this before. Speaking of natural wide receivers, congratulations to Austin Mack, who yeah. played his uh, had a great game in the debut last yeah, week. Did against, he ever get a touchdown? Because no. he got in, and then they took it away. No, they took it away. Okay. But, but it was fun to see, and, and mm-hmm. so. You know, the, the factory that's becoming defensive backs and wide receivers at Ohio State is just, it, it's fun to watch. I was in a uh, discussion with a guy that I respect in quarterbacks, and I made the statement that I actually like Justin Fields better than Trevor Lawrence, and you would have thought I would have said Satan is king or something. <laughs> I've, been, I'm, I've been hearing that since Lawrence set out to You don't like that, though, do you? I don't know. I mean, he's pretty good. Like, I, mean, I, mean, I, know, is... I know everybody goes, first of all, Trevor Lawrence gets a certain amount of, you know, harp music playing in the background when you bring up his name because he's six six. I mean, people just love a tall quarterback. But it's not like Justin Fields is five ten. No. I mean, he's six three. So Justin Fields, uh, they're both mobile. I Lawrence is extremely mobile. I know high state fans know that the yeah. way he ran the ball. But Fields, I think, is probably faster. Maybe more mobile. 
They're both really, really good. Here's uh, why well, I asked the difference. I was talking to a scout um, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about quarterbacks, and we were actually probably illegally talking talking at a stadium, but we we're actually talking about quarterbacks. Mm. I know. Did your buzzer go off? Do you have to wear one of those? You don't no, have to wear one of those things. We had masks on, and we were yeah. six feet away, and we were. You know, exercising the proper protocols and following all the rules. Wash your hands later. Yes, all that. I do all. Why we have? I mean, I do it. If I, hey, if I want to work, I follow the rules. Yep. But anyway, I asked him, "What's the difference between Haskins and Justin Fields?" Oh, good question. Can you tell? Do you know? Do you have an idea? Well, I mean, the knock on Haskins is he doesn't study enough. But that's uh, that. Going through progressions and everything, yeah. and he's not doesn't see it like yeah. just, Justin sees yeah. it, and so I, it's I, I'm excited for the kid. I, I mean, in all the bad news, and we're constantly surrounded by okay, they're under COVID protocol. The SEC canceled three games, and mm-hmm. you know you just keep moving on. But when you see good things happen for players, I love that. I I mean, I really do. I learn how to celebrate. I used to always tell something why something didn't didn't work. Now I say why it works. So mm-hmm. I kind of try to accentuate mm-hmm. the positive, and I'm always looking for the positive and all these stories out there, like um, watching Tua play on Sunday or the highlights of Tua play on Sunday. I th- I, I'm rooting for that kid, right? Because he's sure. had the injuries, and you know I've been through injuries. I got a kid that's trying to come back from an injury, and a stupid COVID BS crap is keeping her from coming back, and you know. So you just gotta. You learn how to persevere. You learn how to push through it. And when, you know, things aren't going well and they keep not going well, what's your response going to be? And so when I see a, a kid like Tua come back and getting his opportunity and Brian Flores, a head coach of mine, getting all kind of grief for benching Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. who they were winning with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's building for the future and to go into Arizona and beat Kyler Murray and, and beat Kyler Murray at the level that Kyler Murray's playing at for the Cardinals. It's fun to see. That surprised me. Yeah, that one surprised me. Well, he's so good, too, man. I mean, the quarterbacks in this league are just so dynamic, are they not? Well, he is. I mean, 100 yards rushing, and I, yeah, he's. No, I mean, he is, and the guy that continues to impress me, and, you know, um, because one of the cool things on, on, I don't know if you have the NFL app. I have the NFL app, so. I, of course, do not, because I'm not a. Well, I'm not a it. Hall of Fame nominee. I'm not a College Football Hall of Famer. I'm not a Fox yeah, well, NFL ha- analyst. You don't have to have that to be pre. You don't have to be pre-qualified okay. to get an app. Well, I just wondered. There's I a know. thing on an app store that you there can is? buy. Oh, it. <laughs> I thought maybe it was an insider deal. But anyway, on the NFL app, yeah. you get like 35 highlights of each game. Yeah. And the guy that can just, I think, is will go down. Now, I think he's a Hall of Famer, and I don't know if people believe think this or not. If you're going to say Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer, then you better tell me Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer, there's no doubt. Yeah. That's not even I mean, a question. But, but when we talk about – we've had this conversation many yeah, times. He's and, underappreciated. Yeah, do, you, do you think so? Yes, I'm not I the do. only one that thinks that. He, he doesn't look – The role. <laughs> he doesn't look <laughs> athletic so when he does stuff. He's he so looks good. lumbering kind of, you know. He's but so he's good. just – yeah. I mean, he's amazing. And uh, now actually, he's on the COVID list, but Steelers had five guys. In line. Everybody's on but the COVID list. he got list. five days. I think he's got time. Baker Mayfield. Today's the day Baker Mayfield could come back to practice. Right. Uh, if Ben can't play Sunday, that's a big break for the Bengals. Yeah. Did the Bengals knock off the Steelers? 8-0 Steelers? Oh, I think Is it Mason be. Rudolph? Is he the Steelers backup? Yeah. I think what... I mean, I actually thought I was going to do that game, and then uh, we got switched to New York because it's the battle of first place in the nfc east yeah <laughs> hey it's still a first place battle what's up with carson wentz turning it over all over the place he has more turnovers himself than 30 other teams in the nfl oh that's not a stat you want next you know year why? name i don't understand the guy because i love the guy yeah and this was your guy and thank so god was cleveland didn't draft him they would have ruined him we'd have ruined him for sure he'd <laughs> yeah. be out of the league by now with hugh jackson well he's on his way out of the league right but... <laughs> i don't know about that well he um i was just watching press conferences this morning it's a, a beautiful thing about working the nfl is that you pull up press conferences that 
and comments by players and coaches. You know, there's no filter in college football. There's a filter. You know that, right? Yep. Can't talk and all that. But, oh yeah. You know, I don't want you to give away the yeah. secrets. Uh, but paranoia runs rampant. He just tries to make a great play every single time, and he's going to keep doing it. And that's the thing that bothers me about him. I don't want to take away the aggressiveness, but he's got to make better decisions. And I have a theory on how they can help him do that, which, you know, they just need to go up-tempo a little bit more. I think when they go up-tempo, it helps him with his timing. That's going to be my suggestion to Doug Peterson, head coach of the Eagles, when I talk to him on a Zoom call. Excellent. I'm sure he'll go. Uh, Wow, what a great idea. I'm sure you listened to the podcast. Yes, (laughs) two men in a basement, NFL consulting firm. But here – let me help you out there, yeah. Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, come on, Doug. So, um, speaking of the Bengals. Wait, can, can I yeah. just tell you the difference? I know how much you appreciate this, mm-hmm. right? I, uh, I was talking to a uh, college announcer friend of mine yesterday. And I'm going, how are the Zoom calls going for you, right? I go, they're fine. They're fine for us. Mm-hmm. You know, they... Actually, the players are actually better on a Zoom call than uh, they are in person. The players are. Are they? Yeah. Coaches are. are they're, it's better than phone calls, put it that way. But they're, the NFL guys are pretty forthright. You know, here, this, this because it's out there. Everything's mm-hmm. out there. College coach, Kyle Whittingham, who I love, nice man, great guy, good coach, and the Zoom call of this uh, friend of mine that was doing a game for ESPN, Utah and somebody, I don't even know who they're playing, and Kyle said, I can I will not give you the start who my starting quarterback is. That will give the team an advantage that we're playing. You know what I mean? And with and these guys are just trying to do their job, right? Why can't he just tell them and have them not say who it is, but that allow them to do their they prep? don't trust it. And here's here's the thing. Come on, dude. The other thing it doesn't really matter who you who your starting right. quarterback? Your offense isn't changing. You, do, you understand? Probably, if you're undecided at that position, it's not a strength. Yeah, it's like it's not something. If I were opposing coach, well, if he doesn't know who his quarterback is, I'm. It's not like I'm going to exactly worry about. It. I know what their offense is, and <laughs> yeah. if this guy's in there, they're going to do this more. Yeah, you know. So, uh, I, I guess that you know, for for me, when when I look at this, and I look at uh, Carson, and I look at all these NFL quarterbacks. I mean, it is a quarterback-driven league, and I am all for the league protecting these star players because Mm -hmm. they are the reason why people watch. You can say you watch for defense and great line play, then you'd be lying. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, at the end of the year, is it possible we will be saying that Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow? Another conversation I had yesterday. Yesterday was quarterback day. Okay. And that's not to say Joe Burrow is doing anything wrong. No. It's more of a, hey, Justin Herbert's really good. First of all, I I love Joe Burrow. What he's been able to do this year, and it's been fun to watch. And if I'm the Bengals, I'm certainly happy that I got Joe Burrow. If I'm the Los Angeles Chargers, I'm certainly happy that I got Justin Herbert. I mean, I got our guy, yeah. right? And we sometimes we hear that people just saying that, oh, so yeah, that sure. makes it yeah. sound like they did the right thing for. There's in this case, there's two things can be true at once. Mm-hmm. Now the question to you, and I don't know, I've watched Justin on film, and I've watched games, and I've done games with Joe. Right now, if you had to pick one. Which one do you take? Right now? Yeah. I take Justin. He's got the bigger arm. Well, Joe's got a pretty big arm. I mm, mean. Justin, it comes out his comes out of his hand differently. Yeah, I think I would probably take Justin. I think I'd take Herbert. Justin. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I don't love no, Joe Burrow and, and You gotta pick one. And Joe's doing great things and mm-hmm. uh, Joe's done it with minimal guys around him. Uh, or in front of him, more, but, more um, so. He's got a lot of guys around him. He just doesn't have very many guys guy, in front of the him. The guy I was talking to is saying no. He, he Burrow, said he it, likes Burrow? It, well, he said the difference is the, the mind 
I can agree with that. I think Burroughs Joe has everything going mind-wise and work ethic and everything you want. He's got every intangible, so he checks every box. So I don't know. I go back and forth on that. Is it possible that they both got, as you started this conversation, is it possible they both got the right guy for them? Herbert's a West Coast guy, and Burroughs a Midwest guy, and Burroughs got the leadership stuff, which I think the Bengals organization really, really needs. Yeah. I think they both got the right guy. I, I think it's like, okay, who do you want? Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Now they're I not want Mahomes. They're not they're not that those guys. I don't right. know. I I kind of lean Russell. I like Russell. When you were talking about uh Wentz and you said oh no, when you started about this guy's a Hall of Famer, I thought you were gonna mention Russell Wilson instead of Ben I, Roethlisberger. I think Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer. He's sure on his way. Although he did have four turnovers Sunday. That's not very dangerous. No, but like, he's He's so good. If I mean the Seahawks are not a 500 team without him. Not without him, they're not. He is just so fun to watch, and, yeah. and so I mean these guys are so good. That's I, the beauty of the NFL. That's why I love it, and I can keep loving it. And you know the cool thing about the NFL? Maybe I haven't noticed it at games. Maybe I don't know if you've noticed it, but all the Social messaging, right or wrong, doesn't matter. Just all the it's social. Gone away. Doesn't it seem like it's gone away? I don't watch it as closely as you do. But if you but noticed it, it I, I guess. Now that you mention it, yes. And that would be a good thing. Because I right. think we, like, as we I said before, appreciation week it's, last not, week. It's, it's not about the message. It's just we'd like a break from the conversation at some point in time. Yeah. That's what we'd like. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Uh, I promised you I'd give you a little Luke Fickle insight. You oh, mentioned yeah. you mentioned Kyle Whittingham. He'd be on my list sure. if I were the Michigan Absolutely. athletic director. Uh, Wisconsin, by the way, is uh, free from COVID prison, as is Graham Mertz, their quarterback, as is Paul Chris, their coach. They are going to play at Michigan Good. on Saturday night at 730. It'll be their first game in three weeks. And I think they're going to unleash H-E double toothpicks on Michigan. If they can beat Michigan after being off as long as they've been off, that's a problem. So Michigan, I believe, will drop to one and three. The uh, The death march will be uh, well on its way to the end of the Harbaugh era. they got to be finding out an exit plan so he can save face and they can too. But you can't renew him. That's great. I don't Wisconsin's know what he's selling. So my list would be Whittingham. Bronco, uh, not in any particular order. Whittingham, these are the guys I don't would Don't say Bronco Mendenhall. Vet. Yeah, I was going to say Bronco Mendenhall. You don't like Bronco Mendenhall, Virginia? I do. I not he's done a nice I, job. I don't like him in Michigan. Okay. Why? Is that a, doesn't seem like that was as not, odd a fit you know, as Rich you, Rod. Well, yeah. Well, how'd that work out? Well, who said that wouldn't work out from the first day? You. Yes. All right. Congratulations. Thank one, you. two, three, you. So, All yeah. right. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> one, two, three, me. Yeah. Who's the one that said Luke Fickle to Michigan early on? The first, well, meet. now the person that I talked to said, "Here's the problem for Luke going to Michigan." I said, "Look, you got to take that call. You got to, you know." I said, "There are things you can do at Michigan that are almost impossible to do at Cincinnati. I'm not going to say you can't do them, but they're almost impossible to do at Cincinnati. You know, be in the playoff every year. If Michigan were like Ohio State, they'd be considered a playoff team every year. You can't. Not going to get that way at Cincinnati." So the person said to me, all right, here's the problem for Luke taking the Michigan job. If you take that job, the guy who's grown up in Columbus, lived in Columbus, worked in Columbus, everything's Columbus, 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 his family's in Columbus, he said, you really can't go back to Columbus. You're really like saying, okay, that part of my life's over. I don't want to go back to Columbus. I don't mean go back to Columbus and work. I mean like go back to Columbus and, you know, but if he's, at, I said, well, if he's at Cincinnati, he's too busy. He's not really coming here anyway. They're like, no, it's, it's a big, it's a big his, deal. If he stays, I... so I, this person knows him very, very well, very well. I'll tell you after the podcast. That's who it was. A, well, maybe. Well, he Luke grew up here. I didn't grow up here, so I, yeah. I, I, I don't. That wouldn't be a big deal to me, but. Um, is you, it grew up, you grew up here. Would yeah, that be a big it, deal it to you? Be, if I couldn't ever come back here, Why would, I don't know. It would, would depend on where I landed. Like if I landed in uh, Boise or if I landed in, uh, not from a football perspective, but there are places I wouldn't mind living. I wouldn't mind living in Nashville. Wouldn't mind living in Texas. Wouldn't mind living in Arizona. 
If if I moved to Arizona and you said you can never go back to Ohio. Okay. I'd be like <laughs> Wait, is there a downside coming? <laughs> I love Ohio, but you know, yeah. Arizona's Arizona. So Depends but he your... knows Luke, so he knows how Luke thinks. I, I took that more as not that I necessarily agree with it, but that that must mean a lot to Luke. Maybe it does. I, I don't know Luke. I, I've never talked to Luke about that, so yeah. talked to him about a lot of things. I haven't talked to him about that. I know that it's not a bad thing to be at Cincinnati. and Until you find a place you want to go. I think eventually he's going to get He's had opportunities to go. football. I know. He turned down West Virginia. He turned down Michigan State. So he's like Matt Rule was at Baylor. He's like waiting for the perfect opportunity. Maybe he has aspirations of following like what Mike's doing at Tennessee and coaching in the NFL. Maybe he does. Like Matt Rule does at Carolina. But here's here's the guy I liken Luke to at Cincinnati. How many jobs did Chris Peterson turn down? Pretty much every one. Until we ended up at Washington. Right. Now, Washington's a good job, but Washington's not UC. It's not Texas. It's not Ohio State. It's not Michigan. It's not Penn State. It just isn't. So he ends up at Washington, and he did a nice job at Washington. Mm-hmm. Got him in the playoff once. They got smoked, but they got in. But Washington, I think, is not a place where you... It's not a, it's not a top 10 program. It's probably between 10 and 20. So the longer Luke waits and the more places he turns down, the more younger coaches are coming up who yeah. become the hot guy instead of him becoming the hot guy. Right now, he's as hot a guy as there is. Kind of like TV, like we talked about. Yeah, it is. There's always like, somebody, so new. somebody new. There's coming. always somebody new. So here's another name I'm going to throw out for Michigan. <laughs> and you're going you're gonna to laugh at me because you're going to go, oh, this again. <laughs> Jeff Halfley. I wouldn't. I'm not laughing at that. Here's why: If you're listening and you say, "Well, he's been at BC one year, he wouldn't leave," the guy who hired him at BC, Martin Jarman, former Ohio State assistant AD, Martin Jarman left right after he hired Halfley to go to UCLA. And guys like to work for the guy who hired him. Yeah. And Halfley's doing a really good job at BC. Yeah. Halfley to Michigan. Let's approach it from a different perspective. Who would scare you more as Michigan becoming really, really good, what we thought they'd be with Harbaugh? Whittingham, Fickle, Matt Campbell, Jeff Halfley. Ooh, silence. He's pondering that. Whittingham, Halfley, Fickle, Campbell. I don't think there's a bad choice Michigan make amongst those guys. Now, I again... I was completely. I thought Harbaugh was the right oh, guy at the right home time. Run, I grand think everybody slam. did, right? Yeah, everybody did. The only thing here's the simple truth to the whole Michigan mystery is he could never get the quarterback, and I don't understand that. Or the line, or the running back. Well, they had ten NFL draft choices last year. I mean, well, they don't play like it. Yeah, they don't play like it. Harbaugh to the Dolphins. Uh, no, the Dolphins have Brian Flores. They're not firing Brian Flores. Brian Flores right now. He's really doing a good job. Nick wants to know Luke to Penn State. That I could see. That I could see. Yeah. Could he come back to Columbus? Yeah, so you can come back to Columbus. Just Michigan, huh? Yeah, Michigan. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, that I could see. I just could I, Luke Fickle. What what percentage chance would you put on Luke Fickle being the head coach next season? At Ohio State. No. Zero. Zero? Yes. Ryan Day runs the table, wins a national championship. Justin Fields leaving. NFL teams looking for a hot young coach. I I just don't see it happening. Well, Ryan's a smart guy, and he's not going to take – I don't think Ryan would take the New York Jets job (laughs) because it's a train wreck. If a if a bunch of guys have failed someplace, it's not necessarily a coach problem. It's an organization issue. It can be fixed, yes, but it takes a lot. Matt Rule waited for a organization that he felt good about, an yeah. owner he felt good about. Well, That's Matt smart. Rule. Well, see, the other thing people have to understand is that 
like Ryan Day, Matt Rule had NFL experience. Yep. Right. And so Ryan's had NFL experience. And I've been a Ryan Day fan. I've told the story many times since I've met him at Boston College. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I think Ryan's done a great job. I just think for he Luke, is? I mean, if say you're making, you know, you're making what's whatever Luke's Luke's making. probably making three, four. I don't know if he's making that much, but if he is, great. I think, so, I think they sign him a new deal. I would say three so is pretty then, safe. But why, why leave? Oh, I'm not trying to chase him out of there, no, but I'm I, saying eventually. All these guys want to know, what could I do at the highest level? What could I do if they yeah. they all know their resources and they all think Luke would be the exception if he said, hey, life's good in Cincinnati. It life's is. good in the AAC. got a lot of kids, right? I got a like lot of kids, kids six kids. kids. I like I like Cincinnati. They're not going to fire me at Cincinnati. I'll just stay 20 years at Cincinnati. That would make him an outlier in his profession. Most guys say, I like it here. It's nice here. But, wow, Texas. Ooh, wow. Penn State. Wow, Michigan. What could I do there? You know, that just, that's natural, right? Yeah. So Ryan Day has that. Ryan Day's like, there's no better Ohio, no better college no. job than Ohio State. But is in the back of his mind, is like, I wonder what I could do in the NFL. Like yeah. I, Matt I think Rule, it is with Matt. Matt Rule and Ryan. Ryan Day, like circulated in some of the same circles. Ryan Day may say, well, you know, Matt can do that, or I'd like a chance to do that. I look at some of these young coaches. He's probably... Ryan was one of those guys that, like, every year he was in a different place, you know? Yeah. So his paths have crossed with tons of people we don't even know his paths have crossed with. I'm sure he knows a bunch of NFL coaches and being in the NFL, you know, with the Niners and all that stuff. He knows a bunch of people. So he might be looking around across the league going, well, if that guy can do it there, like, imagine what I could do there. And so don't we both agree he's eventually going to be in the NFL? I don't know his... I, I would think so. I mean, it leads that That's way. That's the perception. Yeah, I, I I think so. I think he's I think he's a NFL head coach guy, but I don't know. I don't know that. So, but I'm just saying, with Justin Fields leaving, with yeah. Lave leaving, with all these guys leaving, if you win a national championship, you can't be mad at him at Ohio State for leaving. It's like, look, I won a national championship. Well, I, yeah, I, but I won right. as many national championships in two years as Urban won in seven and as Tress won in ten. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you snark that? Uh, you don't, you don't. So that's why I say, could Luke Fickle be the head coach at Ohio State next year? We are agreed that Luke would not turn that down. No, and Ohio State could not go anywhere else. Correct? Hmm. I wouldn't say that. I don't think he can go anywhere else. I wouldn't say that. Okay. You wouldn't I think say Ohio that. State doesn't put limits on itself. All right. Spills is protecting his legal backside. If you would like to do the same. <laughs> Spill Willis Spangler Starling is the way to go. Stan Willis and all the great attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling. They're expanding their expertise across different fields all the time, but certainly they cover all the biggies. They are a full-service law firm, so nothing's going to come up in your life that they are not equipped to handle with uh, the highest degree of integrity, character, and expertise. So workers' comp, personal injury, wills, estate planning, contracts, on and on and on and on. The list is long because the legal profession is complicated, and you want a firm that can handle it and will do it with extreme acumen. That is Willis Spangler Starling. Browse their website, willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. If you have any legal needs or you just want to get a firm on retainer for your business or for your family, willisattorneys.com, Willis Spangler Starling is the firm. All right, today's Veterans Day. And you and I both had the uh, privilege of having uh, people in our family, grandfathers, fathers, on and on and on, Mm. serve. Uh, we want to pay homage to all our veterans, past, present, and I would add future, because mm-hmm. it does take a sacrifice of the most precious commodity there is to serve our country, and that is a sacrifice of time. You put your life on hold. It is, um, in my view, I'm not sure this is theologically sound or not, um, but I view it as the personification of, of the scripture that says greater love hath no man that he would lay down his life for his brother. Certainly that is true of anyone in our military who has paid the ultimate sacrifice, but it is also, I think true of people who serve our country in an all volunteer army It is true of uh, men and women in world war two. When the threat of a Nazi takeover of the world 
uh, brought about a situation where you were drafted. Get this. Think of this now. You were drafted if you were under age 50 and you were in for the duration. You were not drafted for two years. You were under age 50 for the duration. That is the epitome of a nation marshalling its forces, economic, personally, and every other way, to unite against a common cause. And so I have great respect for veterans. Uh, I have a deep affinity for uh, people who give their time. I view what you and Steph uh, have done with the cancer a research fund as a way of serving others. And it is the epitome of uh, Christianity to serve others. That was what yeah. Jesus said when he washed the disciples' feet. And you are to wash one another's feet. In other words, you are to serve each other. Yep. So I just want to shout out all the veterans, and I would also thank first responders who I know you're paid and all that stuff. You're not paid enough because in our society, the people uh, people are infrequently paid in direct relationship to their importance of their service. Teachers fall under that. Pastors fall under that. But I just want to thank the veterans and make that tie between what I think is uh, a biblical mindset and a, uh, and a biblical commitment to service that I see in veterans. I uh, echo your comments. Um, in that spirit, I will share this with you today. And I thought this was appropriate for today. An anxious heart weighs a man down. Mm. Isn't that the truth? So true. I mean, so that's true. something I battle my whole life and still do to this uh, day. But a kind word cheers him up. Uh, nothing outside a man can make him unclean by going into him. Rather, it's what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Mm-hmm. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers. This should not be. And that's so true. I mean, you know, it just it is what it is. It's very frustrating. And you try to keep a, a positive attitude. I am. Like if, you know, I my, my mindset doesn't change. I'm Team America. Um, if Joe Biden looks, it looks like he's going to be in I'm rooting for Joe Biden. I'm rooting for America. I'm rooting for people to keep their jobs. I'm rooting for uh, everything. Might not agree with how things are done, but I'm rooting for America. And so I, I just, the same with, with President Trump. I mean, you know, we constantly attack, attack, attack people. And I just don't understand it. I can understand having disagreements and civil disagreements and civil discourse and all those cool things and fine, but we got to be rooting for Team America. And I know that sounds a little hokey, rah, rah, but uh, that's what my mindset is trying to be. And sometimes instinctively, you know, I got to fight that, Mm -hmm. but I'm not trying to live instinctively. I'm trying to live biblically. And when I read that this morning, I I have to... constantly check myself and that's that's the thing about about living a christian life and doing those things bruce is that it takes work and you can't get discouraged if you uh, look at it a look at it as a blessing if you recognize when you're falling short or you're doing things you're not supposed to do that don't beat yourself up over that just make the correction just keep trying to make the correction. And I had this conversation with myself last night because I'm trying to stay off Twitter and mm-hmm. get away from negativity all the time because I just can't. It just, yeah, no, it's smart. I got enough negativity in my life. I got enough worries. I worry about my kids and, you know, I get frustrated. I get frustrated with my daughter, with Macy, who, you know, worked her rent off to come back from an ACL and now is going to probably miss the opener. Uh because, you know, of COVID. And not that she has it. I almost wish she would get it, to be honest with you, to get it over with. But uh, obviously the disclaimer is, you know, it's a mild case. Like Mm -hmm. most people have mild cases of this uh, virus. But I guess my point is is that I'm sick of the 
the negativity and people thrive on that and I, I just don't I, I just do not understand how we got to this point and I'm gonna do my part to change it. I'm I'm gonna disagree. I'm always gonna support life and do everything I can to fight for life, but I, I'm not gonna start tearing other people down and ripping people apart. You know, I'm just going to be a cheerleader for our country as a whole. Do I do too much engaging on that and I'm intractable on it? You're intractable on it. You don't engage people on that topic. You you can't engage people on that topic without imperiling your livelihood like I can. It's in it's it's I feel it's a calling given the platform that I have, where I have the platform at this moment. I try to engage um, in an enlightening, measured way. Yeah. Sometimes I don't do a very good job of it. But I, how I feel about that issue, the pro-life issue, is not a mystery. And I've been asking myself, when you talked about the rancor and everything, I've been asking and praying every day, Lord, I want to speak truth, but I don't want to be... Um, blind to the fact that I can become legalistic, I can become um, divisive. Mm. If I'm wrong, convict me. I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, a false teacher. I don't want to be a Pharisee. <laughs> so just, you know, so, watch that in me, and I always would uh, welcome it, your counsel here, and your here's accountability. Here's my counsel on, on this, because I, you know, instead of fighting in generalities, right? You just you fight for the individual, right? So what if you can somehow persuade or help somebody make a decision instead of maybe selecting termination, maybe select adoption or just present alternatives and then if somebody makes a poor decision and they suffer for it, have empathy for that person. And I know it's hard, but, you know, God, either God is judge of all or he's judge of nothing. It's, 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 we're, we're not the judge. And it can, and, but we can be an advocate for truth. And we can be an adv- 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 advocate for biblical standards. But we're not keeping score. And, I get caught up in keeping score. So instead of fighting it on a, there's other people that are in positions to fight it on a national level. You fight it on an individual level where maybe you can make a difference in some one person's life. That's, I guess, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's, I think, where I can be most effective. Well, that's really good advice. Someone asked me the other day on Twitter, someone who agrees with my position on pro-life issue, and they said, why do you engage with people? Because they're not going to, you know, and I said, I engage because I'm trying to keep people from, and this is where, you know, my opinion enters into it, Mm -hmm. where I don't necessarily want you to weigh in because I don't want to put you in a danger zone. My opinion is those who justify there's a lot of talk now about you can be a good Catholic and through your own logic reason out and rationalize pro-choice. And in an effort to not allow someone to make what I think is an er- an erroneous judgment, an erroneous decision on that issue, I speak to it, and I speak to it in very plain terms. And I said I also do it so that people who might be undecided can see the perspective that I have on it as opposed to listening to the perspective of someone who wants to justify it. And it goes back to something a wise person said one time about, you know, your face not a la carte. So that's how I'm trying to mm-hmm. engage on the topic. I just would like for you to police my tweets, I, things like yeah. that, and keep your eye on that so that I don't become a legalist. I don't become a Pharisee. I don't become a a divider rather than somebody that's trying to do it in the right way. I've really appreciated in the past how you've watched me and and admonished me and encouraged me. You've done a great job of saying you're capable of better. And that's always a great way to talk to people is to 
uh, encourage as you correct. Right. I think you're really good at that. You're good at that with your kids. You're good at that with me. I, I, I want to affirm you in that, in that right. it is a great way to uh, correct people if you can wrap the correction in genuine, authentic, true encouragement. Not fluff, not made-up stuff, but you do that very well. Well, thanks. Here's For all you listening out there, here's, here's the only thing you have to ask yourself every single day on what you, um, if you start trying to justify things biblically, just know that you're going to have to stand an answer one day. And what's going to be your answer? That's all. And how you go about fighting the good fight, as Apostle Paul yeah. talks about. Yeah. Fighting the good fight. How'd you fight the good fight? Right. And you'll have to answer one day. I know I will. And I know what I, where my heart is and what I stand for. And it's sometimes uh, it goes against what I want to do or want to say just instinctively. But I cannot live instinctively. I got to live biblically or try to live biblically. Yep. Uh, Friday, back with more Maryland-Ohio State preview. We appreciate you guys joining us today. Spiels is off to the Meadowlands for the Carson Wentz turnover <laughs> festival. And well, Daniel Jones isn't exactly yeah, a true. protector true. of the ball maybe, either, my Maybe you'll get to see Austin Mack score his first NFL touchdown. I hope so. Came awful close last week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Patronize our sponsors. Leave us a review on iTunes. And get those nominations in for COVID-19 relief. Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com.